Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey y'all, Katie here. Just wanted to let you know that Agent Systems 101 is available right now. Sign up, join me on my six-week course teaching all of the things you'll need to know to run your business smoothly and start working towards that repeat and referral business. We're going to cover buyer systems, seller systems, all the business tracking systems, goal setting, everything you need to really whip your business into shape. It is a six-week program. I will be there with you, cheering you on, holding you accountable, giving you the homework, talking you through it, and we're going to get your time back. So if you'd like to hear more about what you learn in Agent Systems, just go visit agentsystems101.com. You're going to have access to everything you need to get your business right where you want it to be and get your confidence through the roof. We'd love to have you come and join me. Do it now agentsystems101.com. This is episode nine of Hustle Humbly Podcast. Episode nine. Yep. Very exciting. And today we're talking all about how we work our database, what we use, what systems we have in place, what systems we don't have in place, what works, what doesn't work. Yep. And we have a lot of good content. Well, working your database is so fun. It is fun. It's the funnest part of our job. And I feel like so many people aren't doing it properly. Or they all. don't do it at all. Yeah, Let's be right. honest. It's not that they're not doing it properly. There probably is no right or wrong way to do your database if you're actually talking to them. Yes, but so many people aren't talking to them at all, and that is a problem. That's when you're doing it wrong. Yes, that's when you're just yep. going to be working so hard, and you're not going to reap any of the benefits of your referral system. Well, you need to, yeah, you have to be in touch with these people. I like when you say you can't be a secret agent. That is true. Yes. Well, I think that both of us use an Excel spreadsheet. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. It's not a very advanced technologically um, system. It is um, the easiest for me because I like to see it all at once. Yes. And I feel like having a broad view of who all the people are, what all their, you know, emails and phone numbers are, and when, you know, you last talked to them or if you're, and I have a column that's, are we friends on Facebook? Oh, which I think is super helpful because we're kind of going to get into later that a lot of my database, you know, I'm going to talk to them through social media. Sure. So I think it's all there in one thing. I've tried the systems. I haven't done top producer, but we know I did. I tried it. How did it go? I, so if there's a free trial on any of these, I've tried it. I have downloaded it. And the reason everything is in an Excel spreadsheet, and this is a good way to start any new agents, When I was a new agent, I did not start off with a good database. Year two, I was like, I should probably have all my people in one place. Yeah. And it was really hard to work backwards. Um, But you have got to have all your people in one place. 
So the reason it, it became a database is because anytime I wanted to do a free trial, you can just import. Okay. And then it's all there. You, right. don't, you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours setting up this thing that you want to try out. And then if it doesn't work out, you just export, no harm, done. Yeah. So the, the spreadsheet is born out of need because you can use it in any system. And then after doing, I think I did three or four free trials on CRMs. Um, is it that CRM? Yeah, CRM. What? That's what they're. Oh gosh, don't make client. me do it. Oh man, it's management, customer, customer relationship, relationship management. management yes, there you go. Um, CRMs. So that is where I. That's why I developed the Excel spreadsheet so I could do all these free trials easily. But then after so many fails, I was like, I like my spreadsheet. What do you like about it? What I found when I was trying these fancy CRMs is that they would yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you were inadequate because you weren't doing all the tasks? Yes. It was sending me things and it, and then it was one, one of the programs I put that this was a referral from another agent and it was trying to calculate income and label, like it was trying to give me percentages on my, and I was like, I don't need a system to do any of this. Right. It, if I labeled it as the wrong thing that set other things into place that I didn't want, I would log in and it would have a list of 20 people for me to call that day. You haven't talked to this person in one month. And I was like, I, I don't need to talk to them every month. I think that's too much, but it didn't like, so overall, I didn't need all of the bells and whistles. I just needed a place to keep all of my people that I would use And that made my brain feel okay and organized. And with Excel, it's all there. It's simple. There's not too much information. So we're removing the overwhelm of it. It should be actually a fun activity. Yes. And, And I think if you have found a database that you like, as long as you're using, as long as you have all your clients in one place. Okay. And that you are actually using oh, it. Oh, that's that little thing they say. The, the best CRM is the one that you'll use. Yes. But we both have really parted down to just being a, an Excel spreadsheet. Yes. It, it, it's easiest. So my column is first name, last name, address, city, state, zip, source, meaning who are they? Where did they come from? Okay. And then date of last contact and how. Okay. So it might say sent a text in October. Okay. Or, but my, my source, I meant my, um, how I contacted them last. It doesn't have to be a big, huge thing. Right. It can just be something simple. Yes. Can we talk just before, while you're on that? So the original, my original introduction to you and the webinar you gave for CRS, yes. you talked about your spreadsheet yes. and how you were touching. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> how you were touching your database And it was interesting because the how you last contacted column really stuck with me. I'm like, that's pretty smart to remind yourself last I sent a Facebook message. And then next time you said, well, I wouldn't go back and do a Facebook message again. Maybe I'll send a text message this time, or maybe I'll send an email, but making some variety in that you can see what they respond to. And I keep it very simple. Sometimes if I, so basically what I do is I open up my Excel spreadsheet. I try to do it two or three times a week. I start where I left off. So if you haven't ever done it before, start at the top, maybe see if you can do everybody whose last name is A. Right. Next time, everybody whose last name is B. But you just reach out to them and it doesn't have to be something scary. It can be 
going to their Facebook page and commenting on one of their pictures, right? Something that you pop up in their life, right? It doesn't have to be an awkward phone call. Are they at work? I don't know. I'm calling. I don't have anything to say. I just want them to remember I'm a realtor and I need something. And, and that's when you, that's when things get awkward. Yeah. And uncomfortable for you and them. Yes. So it doesn't have to be reaching out to them. Doesn't have to be a phone call, um, depending on the client. So you go through and some of the things I do, I rotate is text, email, Facebook message, comment on a picture on their Facebook and, and a call. Okay. And I just rotate those five things. Okay. Sometimes it takes me four months to get through my Excel database. Okay. Sometimes it takes me two months. Okay. So it just kind of depends how quickly you're going. How often are you being diligent about opening up your Excel spreadsheet and going through the people? And then by the time you get to the bottom, it's time to start yeah, over. The how many people are on yours now? You know, there are some people out there that try to have like thousands and thousands of people in their database. Right. I'm anti that for myself. No, I think the people who are most successful with actually contacting their database have a smaller, yes, a smaller sphere. So what is yours? I try to keep it around 500. Okay. That feels big to me, but you work in a large kind of volume. I have listened to, I feel like it was Lee Brown who in her class, she was talking about it and she does a very small, hers is like 130. Yeah. And if you aren't sending, and she's got a big team and a lot of obvious referrals and a lot of transactions over time. But if you weren't basically when she contacted you, if you weren't building a relationship, like if you were rebuffing her, yeah, she would take you off and put right. someone else on. So right. it was sort of trying to stay under that 150 because she couldn't contact them the way she wanted to with a bigger one. So she had 500. She couldn't get through what I think the way she wanted to. And that can vary for every, yeah. for every person. Um, while we're on this, because I keep catching myself, please tell us, y'all, before we started, Alyssa told me that she doesn't like a particular terminology, <laughs> and I am now realizing that I use it all the time. So I can't even talk normally because I think she's going to laugh at me. So please tell us. I don't like when people say touch your database. Tell us why. <laughs> I personally don't like to be touched. Like, right. don't touch me. Okay. Um, so I just don't like when they're like, you need to be touching people. I'm like, I don't like that word. It should be communicating, following, following. <laughs> like what word do you use? Because I'm trying really hard to get through this without saying touch. We can use touch. Just know I think it's creepy. Okay. That's fine. Don't touch me. Did we talk about who should be touching their clients? <laughs> if you are a massage therapist. Fair. Or a hairdresser. Have to. Then you have to touch people. Esthetician. Don't touch the face. Me. I don't like when people say, I have a 33 touch system. I'm going to touch you 33 times Because you didn't want to be touched once. Right. Okay. But to be fair, everyone, your database and your sphere do want to be contacted. Contacted. You don't have to reach out and touch them. I like the word contacted. I don't like the word touched. I like when they describe it as building a relationship, though, because yeah. that's what you're doing. Right. And that takes time. And we've harped on this a hey, bit. This is my... I obviously have a personal issue. It's like here. I'm going to freak people <laughs> it's out. It's not now. an issue with everybody else. <laughs> it's just you, for just sure. Me. But here we go. This will, half of our audience is going to hate this. It's like the word moist. Like people oh. have a thing with that. Do you? Yeah. See, I, maybe it falls in line with that. I don't know. I just, I cannot do unto others what I don't want done to me. This is so true. 
So for example, whenever I am reaching out to people and contacting them, I don't ever want somebody to knock on my door. No. Therefore, I am not a door knocker. Right. Makes sense. There are people that enjoy that. I don't. I can't. If I would feel awkward having it done to me, I can't do it to other people. Okay. So that's why I think my approach with staying in touch with my database is very casual. Right. Most people, some realtors would not consider commenting on somebody's picture a contact. But it is to me because it means a lot to them. I'm being genuine about it. My name shows up in their world. Yes. So no, that's I think all that, matters. Is, that yeah. is an appropriate contact. It doesn't have to be a formal no. phone call that is just awkward. A big, scary phone call never works. Right. Okay. And then the other thing with the 33 touch or the 15 touch or however many times you want to touch people, <laughs> we sell real estate. Right. I do think you need to be... In their mind, you can't be a secret agent. People need to remember you and think of you, but they do not need to hear from you 33 times a year. No, probably not. No. I mean, it's just, it's just overkill. And it's overwhelming to you. It's a system that you will set yourself up for failure because it's going to feel hard and it's going to feel like work and it's going to feel like it's taking so much time. Right. And God forbid you actually be a busy producing agent, then it's really going to fall by the wayside. Right. So I'm going to tell you that my favorite way to do the contacting is through social media. If you change your social media mindset to being a participant and not a stalker watcher onlooker, it will change your life because all you have to do is go in You can even on Facebook, take all of your past clients or current clients and put them into a group called clients. And then you can make status posts to just that group of people. That's awesome. It's very neat. Or you can go hit the feed for just those people. Hmm. So I can hit my client's feed and I can just burn down the list and say, your baby is so cute, right? You know, like, I can't believe how big they've gotten. Like a picture, like like every single picture. That's awesome. I wish I logged on and did it more. But I just do it as it comes natural. So I go onto my Facebook and instead of, and now across the board, other agents, family, whoever's on my Facebook, instead of me just looking at the picture and thinking, oh, I can't believe how big their son has gotten or wow, look, so-and-so turned 75, type a dang comment. It is not that hard. You are already on it. Just say, that's awesome. Believe me, it is it's going to make a difference over time. And it really makes it easier to contact a lot of people at once. Right. And I think if you were trying to say, you know, you were trying to reach contact your database 20 times a year to me too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's just use 33 for easy math. Cause I have this written out. Perfect. So according to the national association of realtors, people buy a house every nine years. Okay. I think that number is getting smaller. I think it's down to seven. I think seven. However, I use nine cause that what was on their website. So if you wanted to touch someone 33 times a year for nine years, how many is that? You have touched (laughs) that one person 297 times. They probably hate you at this point. That's a lot. And if you have 500 people in your database, that's 148,500 contacts. Yep. Do you know how much time that would take? You wouldn't have any time to sell any real estate or sell anything or have any business or do anything besides contact people. 
if we were in a business like retail, makeup sales, um, things where people actually, you know, hairdressers, yep. things that you do multiple times a year, right? those people do need to stay in front of their clients pretty regularly. Makes sense. However, when you're selling something as big as a house, you don't need to stay on top of your clients no. every... No. Who was I talking to? I was talking to a realtor recently about the podcast, and I told them we were doing this episode, and they were so excited. And he said, okay, when I was a new agent, <laughs> I was following up with my my past client. I only had like two at right. the time. I was new. And the fourth time, the guy goes, you call a lot. <laughs> They'd already bought a house. Yes. Yeah. But he just felt like, okay, now they're in my database and it. I need to touch them this many times because uh, I'm following this schedule. Stop. And he said it got awkward. It and, is awkward. And they just, he stopped, which is good. Well, right. So that, look, I, mean, I don't know if that was positive or negative feedback, but it, it caused him to stop. Well, he kind of was asked to. Well, okay. So that's a great segue into... What is your database? How do you, what is the origin of it? How do you build it? What if it's day one on the job yes. and you have never sold even to two people? You don't know who's the database. My database started from my wedding list. That's perfect. I had an Alyssa tab and I had a Tanner tab. Love it. And I called my mother-in-law and I said, I need to sit down with you for lunch. I'm bringing my laptop. We're going to go through the Tanner tab and I need you to tell me in detail who these people are. Yeah. They were obviously enough in our life to be invited to the wedding. Love it. So me and her had lunch. And in my source column, I put Tanner's baseball coach, Tanner's high school driver before he could drive, Tanner's babysitter, wow, Tanner's work partner, um, his mom's coworker. Okay. So that way I knew where they were from, where they were from. And this was how I started my database. If you are a new agent, I think you need to get an Excel spreadsheet perfectly filled out with no gaps, no gaps in emails, yep. no gaps in names, and no gap. Name, email, and address are really the top three things. Gotta have. What about phone number? Do you care? I do not put the phone number in the Excel spreadsheet. Well, how do you text them then? From my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but they're already in your contacts. Yeah, I mean, if I have their number. There's no one in your database that you wouldn't also have in your contacts. Right. Got it. So I just think that I'm never going to say, I'm going to call the person. Let me go to my Excel spreadsheet. No, you're just going to call them. Right. It, it's just clutter to me for myself. So I have them. I just have their makes, email. No, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I don't think, I think I used to have their phone number, but it was just too much to keep up with. I never used it and it just wasn't, it was just clutter to me. So I deleted that column. Okay. But as a new agent, a hundred people. Set a goal. You know a hundred people. You do. There is even, I think you can Google it. There's a sheet of who do you know? Oh, it's build your database. Build your database. Go look up build your database or something to that effect. And this works for any, any business person who wants to start a business of any type. Go to build your database. I think I found it before on Breakthrough Broker has an example. There are going to be a million different websites that have an example of how to build a database. But it's going to list for you things that you might not be thinking about. Yes. Your hairdresser, your dentist, your you know babysitter, your... Who were your teachers from pre-K through high school? Who were your college professors? All of those people would love to get a letter from you or a Facebook message from yep. you saying, Hey, I haven't talked to you in so long. I'm actually in real estate now. Yep. 
if you know anybody, keep me in mind. Yeah, because most people have, what, hundreds of Facebook friends. Yeah. If you can't find 100 of those that work as your database, something's not right. In our office, our broker mails out 250 announcement cards for okay. you. Wow. Yes. So they make a postcard with your picture and it says, you know, CJ Brown is so excited to have Alyssa Jenkins as their new realtor. Here's okay. her contact information. Okay. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And every every agent should do an announcement card for when sure. you're new. Or if you've been a realtor for a while and you are now solo, do an announcement card to your yep. database. Or if you have started a team, do an announcement card. If anything that you need to announce about your business that your clients need to know, I think an announcement card is a really nice professional way mm-hmm. to do that. Um, so that that sets a good goal. If you're new, you need all of these people's contact information. Yep. Set a goal of 100. Make your way to 250. And just just focus on that. We, we basically collect people. We do. And we need to get all the pertinent information so that we can communicate effectively. Okay. This is where I want to talk about cleaning your database, though, since we're filling it up. Yes. I also want to give you permission to delete people from your database. If when you look at their name, it sparks some sort of anxiety in you, you don't want to text them or send them a Facebook message, it's okay to let them go. If they're a past client and you had an unpleasant transaction and you don't actually want to work with them again... It's okay to let them go. I am about 150 people in my database. On my past client list, it's much longer. If it were people that I no longer felt comfortable contacting, maybe too much time has passed. Maybe we didn't have a pleasant experience. Maybe they, whatever. I wouldn't say moved out of state, even though I do like kind of take it into account depending on what it is. But I've had clients move out of state and then back. So I don't know that you automatically want to remove those. But if you don't actually want to contact them, take them off. I, I think it's better to have 80 people in your database that you actually want to contact yes. than 300 people and you don't want to talk to half of them. You do not need to be everybody's realtor. No. I have had closings where after closing, I said, this person is not going in my database. The way that they treated and spoke to me throughout this transaction. Yeah. If they call me again for to listen to their house, I would say, I don't think that we worked well together in our last transaction. Right. And I think that you would be better served by using another realtor. I think that's okay. It and is okay. I think we have to give ourselves that permission. And I think the problem is when you're new, you get into the mindset of, I'm hungry. I need to do everything and take anything. And then it just sticks with you and you're five years down the road and you don't even stop and realize I don't have to take them all. Like, right. I will still be okay if I don't waste my energy on this person who was sucking up all my time, who wasn't kind to me, who was not good to work with. I might end up with two or three additional clients that I now have time for. Right. And when you're operate, when you're working with people that appreciate you and that love you, the referrals are usually of similar quality. And if you're weeding out the bad eggs. Mm-hmm. Every year, your business gets better and better and more enjoyable. For sure. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? 
Yeah, your clients are there. actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're going to love gonna it. change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy you want me to do some stats yes please okay so 39 percent of sellers who used an agent found them through a referral that's so awesome. that 100 people that you have in your database okay let's for instance say Everyone knows 100 people. That's what they say. I'm doing my air quotes, people. Everyone knows 100 people. So in my database, there are 157 people. If they each know 100 people, that's 15,700 people that my database is connected to. If I only want to do 50 transactions, which is, I mean, more than I've ever done and a lot for way over average. But if I only want to do 50, that is only point. 3%, not even 1%, 0.3% of the people that my database knows. Yeah. So it's not, that's it. I mean, like you touch these 150, 100 people, 80 people, whoever, however many it is, if you're doing it right and they're starting to refer you, you're not trying to do 3,000 transactions. Right. Look at it in context. Yes. If you're not focusing your time in the right place, it's just going to, you're going to be spinning <clears throat> your wheels. You're going to yeah. be distracted, nothing is going to be done with intentionality. Nope, not at all. But when you're actually intentional about it, it's going to make a difference. You'll get results. Here's the other stat that was good. 69%, and these are from NAR um, in 2018, 69% of sellers say they would use their realtor again, but only 24% did. And I think that is where people are not using their database, right? They're not contacting their past clients at all, right? The closing table happens and that is it. They don't speak to them again. I can't tell you how many times I have listed a house and I was all, I'm always curious who sold them the house, right? I always look, <laughs> I look and you know, sometimes I'm surprised and sometimes I'm not, I'm like these people for whatever reason, are not being called back by their clients yep. to be their listing agent. Right. Um, I always want to ask, like, part of me has this curiosity I want, because I also want to know, what am I doing wrong with my past clients? Because look, let's be honest, not every one of my past clients called me back, and then you see their listing on the MLS, and you're like, oh, that hurts. Like, why? What did I do wrong? And then I'll think, I haven't talked to them in years. Why haven't it's I been talking? It's yeah. totally my fault. Right. So it's very interesting I would love to know. Yes. And sometimes people just don't work well together. It doesn't mean that you're not going to work well with someone else. So I went on a listing interview somewhat recently. Okay. And she said, when I got there, I said, do you mind me asking how you got my information? Okay. And she said, yes, I was just Googling around. Okay. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Super. That doesn't happen. Usually it's all referral based at this point. And she said, and I did the whole listing interview and she was excited and we were signing papers. We signed the papers. Okay. And she goes, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And she was a younger girl. I just felt like I could 
ask her. I had looked up who her realtor was when, when she bought it. Okay. It was someone I knew. Oh. So I went on the interview and that's her choice, you know? Right. And before I left, I said, do you mind me asking, um, why not just use the realtor that helped you buy the house? I can't remember her name. That's what she said? Yes. Oh. And I said, I could have given you her name. Right. I felt like I needed to say that because this person I kind of know. Okay. And friends with whatnot. Right. And she said, well, if they didn't communicate with me. They don't want me. And you already showed up and did all the work. Like, I don't want to. She was like, I'm good. Okay. But I felt like I needed to offer. Normally, I don't feel like I need to offer. That's on them. But I just felt like I wanted, and I wanted to ask, I felt comfortable and she was honest and it was interesting to get that answer. That right. was the answer. The answer was I've lived in this home three years and I haven't spoken to them since the closing table. Right. Like I, I don't remember, literally, I don't remember. I don't their remember name. their name. I couldn't remember. And she said when she was Googling, try, she would try she to, find to find this and then wow. couldn't and found someone else and called them and I showed up. And we clicked and it worked out. Oh, right. But it's a good lesson to learn. And it was a good lesson for me to learn because it made me go, I probably need to get back in. I probably need to increase. Yeah. My, you know, we're coming out of summer. It was a busy summer. I probably haven't worked my database as frequently as I should have, right. um, which is fine. Um, but one thing I do like to do to clean out my database, which is helpful, I do two big mail outs every year. Okay. Those are good to do because you see which ones come back. Yes. And you're like, wait a minute. Right. Why didn't this get delivered? Uh And it's a reason for me to contact and say, hey, I mailed you the LSU football schedule. Right. But it came back. Did you move? Right. Did you sell your house? Please say no. And not call me? And most of, I've never had anyone say that they moved. Right. Um, But sometimes it was just like a mail glitch and I remailed it. Um, There have been times where they moved out of state and had a relocation company that had to sell the house, but I wouldn't have known that. And so I had to ask, right. So my two mail outs every year are my Christmas cards. I send out my family Christmas card to everybody with your picture of you and your family. Yes. Okay. To my clients, to my family, Yep. my clients and my family get the same one. Got it. I feel like as a realtor, we're relational people. You don't have to keep that, that separate. Yeah, so that's an interesting point. That's almost how my pared down database was born. Yeah. Because I would send a client always from the beginning. I sent client Christmas cards. It's the one mailer I would do every year. And I would just get, you know, like a standard Christmas card. It wasn't my picture. It was just like a Merry Christmas, whatever. Sure. And then some of my clients, I mean, they were becoming close enough to me where I knew they wanted to see my family and they would want to see the, and then all of a sudden that list was getting very long. Plus my family, I'm like, wait a minute, these are the people that belong on my database to contact. It's the people who I would actually send a picture of my family to. If you don't feel comfortable sending them your family Christmas card, they should not be in your database. Right. At all. Then, Because you haven't built a relationship. Right. And you, I mean, you're not close enough to show them a picture of your family Mm -hmm. at Christmas time. You're not close. Right. If you wouldn't be friends with them on Facebook. Right. Then you're not Close enough. I don't want a generic, yeah, multi-copy mailer sent to my people because that tells them you're not special. No doubt. We don't have a relationship. Right. We should talk about, we didn't plan to talk about handwritten notes, but you know, that's like my 
baby. I love a handwritten note. I hate when I don't have time to do them. I could never pass it off like I want to say with my hand onto the paper because I've seen these technology companies now where you could put your database in and they'll send what appears to be a handwritten note from you. Yeah. It makes my skin crawl. (laughs) I don't hate it. That's fine (laughs) because look, you're trying to contact 500 people. So within reason, there's only so much you can do. And look, to be fair, I'm not writing a letter to all 157 people in mine, but if you send me a referral, you get a handwritten note. I don't know if I said this when I was saying it, but handwritten card is one of my things in my rotation. Okay. How often is that? It's not. I mean, it's one of the five or six or seven. So maybe days. only once a year. Yeah. Maybe yeah. only once a year. Okay. Maybe once every other year. Well, that's still enough. Yeah. If people, oh, did we talk about how often people move? You said nine yeah, years. Yeah, every nine years. So look, even if you sent them one every other year, you should catch them where they're like, oh, yep, Alyssa was my realtor. I remember her name. I see her face on this card. I do have thank you notes now that on the back, it has my, my picture. Okay. So it says thank you on the front, but on the back, it's a picture of me with my contact info just so that I don't need to sign the card. You hand wrote it. I hand wrote the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And I think that's fine. Um, Okay. What else do we have? Oh, can we talk about, so my, look, every guru, every CRM company will tell you the things that you need to put in your database. Yeah. You need their name and their phone number and their email, fine. But they will also sometimes tell you to get their anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I have a client survey that I give at closing where they fill out what's their new mailing address going to be, you know, especially if it's a seller going somewhere else that I didn't sell them the house. You know, what What are their kids' birthdays? What are their birthdays? What method do they like to be contacted by? Yeah. I do like that one where it yeah. says email, text, phone, Facebook, Instagram, other what, how do you want to be contacted? That's right. a great thing to ask your people. But one of the people like my husband would be like, don't talk to me ever. Please don't bother me. <laughs> right. Just leave me alone. Maybe they're not good for the database. Right. But they, they had anniversary on there, you know, wedding anniversary, sure. which is all fine and dandy. If you're keeping good tabs on your people and you want to send them an anniversary card, fine. But sadly, the divorce rate is pretty high. I don't think I feel comfortable sending out an anniversary card with what if it's not appropriate anymore? Well, even if you have a hunt, okay, we cannot do it all. It goes back to our quote, you can do anything, but not everything. Exactly. And if you have a hundred people in your database, you would have to hire a full-time person to make sure that a hundred people were touched <laughs> 30 right. times a year oh. and got a birthday card and every one of their kids was remembered and their pet's name. We, that is not our job. We do not need to know all of that. No, no. It's just, but if you build like an actual relationship with a person where you happen to remember that they have a beagle and its name is Buddy and it was so cute and sweet and you remember, then fine, tell them about that. Yeah. You don't have to like force that with everybody. It's funny you should say that. So I had a total database failure. This was probably two or three years ago. I'm like, I am going to send out birthday cards. I've got, I've collected all these birthdays. Why don't I go ahead and send cards? So I got a great big box of different kinds of birthday cards from Amazon. I'm so jazzed. They just say happy birthday in and I'm not going to spend a lot of time writing a message. Just sign my name, send it to them, which is fine in January, February, and March. And I'm like cranking through them. I'm like so proud of myself. And then it got busy. I think I made it to May. So that's pretty far. 
That's decent, but guess what? Some of those people were married, and their their spouse's birthday was probably in September. So it's like I sent the wife a card in January, and then by September I had I had failed. forgotten. What? Yeah. Just no, you're it too didn't busy. work. You're too busy. It just and then I was like, oh, it's too late now. I can't go back. I just I gave it up. And right. look, there are systems for that. I'm sure there's a lovely online system that will send them out for you. And I'm not against it. I use the Facebook birthdays. Oh yeah. As a way. So Facebook is in itself its own database. Yes. I do try to keep it clean. I know you have limited friends. So like, are you up to 5,000? Not yet, but I, you have to be careful. Holy you know? moly. So what I do is every day, whenever Facebook is like, here are the birthdays today, uh-huh. I go through and say, do I know this group of people? Yeah. Sometimes it's five people's birthday. Sometimes it's 15 or 20 people's right. birthday. Okay. But I try to go through, and if I don't know them, I unfriend them. Happy birthday. That's a, <laughs> that's a weird thing to do, but a great time because it brought it back to your... Well, if you do it every day and you go through a year, <laughs> you have cleaned out your Facebook. I can't even that you unfriended them on their birthday. I don't know you. This is... Look, if I don't know you and I don't want to tell you happy birthday, that's an appropriate then time. Then we shouldn't be friends. We're not friends. So that's, not. that's how I do it on Facebook. It kind of helps me. But people, people sometimes get too focused on social media and Facebook. Yeah. And they forget that there are people not on there. I, that's true. That's why I like your column. Yeah. Tell, right. me, tell about it. Oh, you, so I have a column on my database that says, are we Facebook friends? It's just a yes or no. Are we or are we not? Like, I don't know if I'm friends with you on Facebook. Well, I feel like you need to remember the people that you aren't friends with on this Facebook. Is a, you assume... You know, Facebook makes it makes you feel more connected than you really are. It kind of gives you a false sense of security. I think that's fair. You think you put a post out there and all whatever Everybody knows your about friends it. saw it. And then later on, you're like, oh, hey, you didn't see my post on whatever. And they're like, no. I'm like, that, that's pretty ridiculous. I can't tell you how many of my good friends didn't see my podcast announcement. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I bring it up and they're like, you have a podcast? I'm like, it's been a week. You didn't know? Right. And I put too much confidence in the fact that Facebook will reach the masses. It doesn't. And it doesn't. It it just doesn't. And you have to be aware of who's not even on there. Yes. Yes. So I think that's really important. It just goes to show that that's why I like the Excel spreadsheet is that I go down and look at each person's name. When did I last contact them? How did I do it? And I like alternating also because what if I text them? And don't get a response or it goes through, it doesn't go through or it lets me know they must have gotten a new phone number. Yep. Or same with email. People actually get new email addresses a good bit. That's right. Jobs. Yep. Um, And so if you email them and don't get a response, it lets you know, I may need to call or text them and say, hey, did you get a new email address? So by contacting them in several different avenues, it also keeps their contact information up to date. That makes sense. And they may have lost your number. Fair. Or they may have lost your email. And so that's why I like rotating how I contact them. Okay. Listen to this story. This just happened last night. In fact, like late at night. I was getting ready to go to bed. I look in my Instagram. I have a message from a past client. And she says, hey... I tried to send you a text message and it wouldn't go through. Hmm. And I'm like, I te- immediately I message back. I'm like, this is my phone number. And I'm like, what can I do for you? She says, she responds back with, we're, we're ready to start looking again. You know, it's probably been five years or maybe a little less. 
And this is what we're looking for, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to text you now and make sure that we're connected. But she had to use another avenue to get to me because there was some sort of disconnect. Right. But if you're not, if you're not connecting with your people in different ways, then they don't know how to find you. When I was new, I had a past client that I really liked. We had, we, we just had a good relationship, the whole transaction. I was sad at closing. I was going to miss her. Well, after closing, she never responded. <laughs> you were like, I was so sad. I was emailing her, hey, how's the house? And we would just, we during the transaction, we emailed. We were emailers. Okay. She did not have Facebook. Okay. So I couldn't rely on that. And she never responded. I'm so mad at myself looking back at young little Alyssa Realtor who was too scared to pick up the phone. Um, but one day after a year, I guess I called her You're like, hey. and she answered oh. and was like happy. You thought you weren't friends anymore. I thought she was going to be like, oh, here she is. Cause she never responded. And I was like, Hey, um, did I, I had emailed you a couple times checking on you. Oh, well, I switched school. She's a teacher. I switched schools. So, so I don't know. have that email. So here I was for a whole year feeling like she hates me. She's not responding. And all it was was that that wasn't her email. And I should have picked up the phone. We have to get out of our own way sometimes. We do. It it was a mindset issue (laughs) that I was having. And now I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And you just have to figure out. You know, you cannot get in your head and and think that people don't like you. No, no. All right. I want to make sure we touch on something. This episode is going to follow the two episodes of Realtor Safety and Carl's interview. And I want to point out that working your database is a far safer practice than getting strangers off of the internet or a sign call or whatever method you want in an open house. These are people you actually know and can vet pretty easily. And if you get a referral from one of the people in your database, they know them and are vouching for them. And they're not a bad person. This is the safest, happiest business that you can have. It really is. Like I am a huge advocate for this for those reasons. It's easier. It's more fun. It's safer. It, there's no reason not to do this. It is also the most productive for sure, because you don't have to, they already know, like, and trust you. Yes. You're so far ahead of the curve as opposed to someone who's calling you blindly off of Google or wherever they found you. And it's, I think, also the most neglected. Absolutely. You think all these realtors are out there working their database, but from the conversations I've had with the public, half the people do not remember their realtors. No, and that's very common. You know, I've done Brian Buffini's referral maker before, I've done his Blitz program, which are all great and they're all. He's been focused on database since way back. I mean, like years and years and years. And he's built a very successful coaching business off of it. And it is very interesting because that is one of the most common things. When he talks to someone out in the public, he meets a person at the bank or someone he doesn't know. And he says that he is a realtor. And they say, oh, wow. And he's like, do you own your house? Oh, yeah, we bought one last year. And he always would say, who sold you your house? Mm -hmm. Many, many, many times they would be like, oh, I can't remember their name. Yeah. That's so common. That's crazy. It's very crazy. One thing I did earlier this year that I thought was great, um, I organized my database by zip code. I just, I just, that's another thing I like about Excel. Because you can sort it. I sorted the zip code column. Okay. And I chose, I think, 10 people in 70809. Okay. And got... 
the $3 bottle wine from Trader Joe's. Yeah. Which is delicious. <laughs> right. It's a cool looking bottle and everybody loves Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And put a hey, was in your area, thought of you. And put it on their doorstep. And just left it on their door. I and love it, it. And it only, t- it only takes like 45 minutes to do 10 to people. Because you were in the same area. Yeah, that it was, was all genius. in the same area. And I'll be even more honest, I paid a new agent to deliver them for me. There you go. And it wasn't much to pay her because it was only an hour of time. Right. Oh, very smart. It was just easy. What are your And then in my contact column, you I put. just put delivered wine. Right. So they know. So I next know. time a different zip code will get it. Yeah. How often do you think you'll do that? That was a new thing. I haven't. I, I need to do that more. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. It was easy. How was the response? So good. When they got home from work, I immediately got text messages from all of them. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thanks. I love it. And it made me feel good. That's what's so fun about touching your it. database. Yeah. It makes you feel good. Yeah. I had a teacher that I saw on Facebook. Um Someone I sold a house to probably five years before. She was on Facebook and said she won Teacher of the Year. Oh, and that she it was popping a bottle of cheap champagne with her husband because well she's a teacher. Y'all, this is probably one of my proudest moments. I went and bought like a fifty dollar bottle of champagne and I shipped it to her. Oh my god! And I said teachers are awesome and you deserve more than a cheap bottle of champagne. That's so awesome that you won Teacher of the Year. Well, I mean, that makes like a huge, and that wasn't why I did it. I just felt like she deserved it. And that was awesome. Yeah. But there she is posting on Facebook and saying how cool her realtor is and how great. And she's so like thankful. And I was so thankful for her. There was a year, three years ago, I had a, a client who was a teacher and she referred, I ended up selling four teachers at the nice. same school, this small school Love it. house, all four of them. Okay. And I was like, it, within a very small time frame, and I thought, I need to do something for them. So I asked them, how many teachers are in your school total? Eight. There were eight. That was it. Yeah, it was a small And you school. sold half of them a house. Yes. <laughs> so I went to Target, and I got eight clear boxes, and I filled it with Expo markers, yes. Purell, hand sanitizer, stickers, just fun things. Yes. And I delivered the eight boxes to the school at the beginning of the school year. Fun. And it was just like a, with my card on it, you know, right. and it was just fun having them all grouped together like that. And doesn't it just make you feel warm and fuzzy? It does. It's, just, it makes you feel good. Just right. giving is like my favorite thing. It is. Oh, it's so fun. And it's not, you don't have to spend all this money, do you? No, you don't. So my dad is a real estate appraiser. Right. Back in the day, you could choose your appraiser. Oh, that's right. Which blows my mind. That's so different now. Now you cannot even know your appraiser. It's like they're going around in masks. Right. If my dad gets an order to appraise a house and I am the listing or buyer's agent, he has to decline it. Yeah. He says I cost him business. Sorry. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) But when we were little, he had to hustle and keep good relationships with lenders and realtors. Right. And at Christmas time, he would load the back of his car with those tubs of popcorn. You know, the ones that have the divider. Oh, yes. And the three it's like types. cheddar, caramel. Please tell me which kind you like. I want to hear it. I'm a white cheddar. I love the white cheddar. Or caramel. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are my two go-tos. Yep. Love it. But he would load that in the car okay. and me and my sisters. And y'all would drive. And we would just make our rounds to the banks and real estate mm-hmm. companies. Love it. And he would deliver popcorn. It's so sweet. Isn't it cute? I love it. Oh, so fun. Have we covered everything? I feel like I could talk about this literally all day. And we say that on so many of our episodes. 
But the truth is this topic can be taken in so many directions. Yes. And there's so much you can do for your database. There's like a million things. Y'all don't feel overwhelmed by how many choices. Just pick one. Pick one that speaks to you. You want to go comment on Facebook posts? Do that. You want to send text messages all day? Do that. Just pick something today and contact at least 10 people in your database. And have them somewhere. If you are operating without a database and you have some people here and some people there and they're in your phone and they're in your email and then you have Facebook... It's not going to sustain you. No. You have to have everybody in one place. We don't care where that is. But if you want to see a copy. Oh, that's right. We are willing to share what the columns and the blank. We'll send out the blank spreadsheet. So what we're using to keep our database organized, if you want a copy of that. Just go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash database. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're happy to share it. I think that's awesome. Toast. Oh my gosh. We did not even talk about who we wanted to toast to. We, so today I got a message from one of our listeners who is a new agent in Houston. Okay. Her name is Rachel Hartzog. Oh, I love it. I know her because back in the day when we were little, little, we took dance together. Fun. Okay. And we are Facebook friends. And she messaged me last year, told me that she wanted to get into real estate. I told her the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. And we didn't meet for coffee because she was in Houston, but we talked a lot on Facebook and she messaged me today and said that she is halfway through the first episode and loves it. I love it. And it just made me happy to know that it's helping her. It's encouraging her in Houston. Yes. Um, That's what it's here for. Yeah. And she is going to be so good, y'all. Ooh, good. Okay. Like, we're going to have to watch her because she is going to be dominating Houston. Well, we need a good place to send our leads to in Houston. People are constantly yeah, moving Yeah, if you need there. a Houston agent, let me know because I think oh, she's going to be I love it. amazing. Okay. So, toast to... Toast to Rachel to Rachel. Okay. That's awesome. And y'all... Cheers. Cheers. We really, really need you to send us who you want us to toast to. Yeah. We're just coming up with these literally on the fly now. But we know that you have people out there that you want to submit their yes. success story or your own. We want to hear your success stories. We just think it's cool. It's yes. encouraging. We want to hear about it. Love it. That's it. Episode it nine in yes. the books, people. See you next time. Okay. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.